you all, you are all singing today. That's kind of nice. I think I, I sang so loud my voice is already getting hoarse, but that means I might not be singing right. That's what they say. <clears throat> Either way, here we go. Now, I don't know if you noticed it, but right when we sang our first opening song, did you see the light shining through the stained glass on it? Wasn't that amazing? That was kind of cool. So that's extra. I just noticed it. <laughs> Hope you did too. If you didn't, there will be more opportunities you know, for that as well. So we're walking our way through highlights of the book of Acts in a series entitled Sent. And uh, today I want to talk about going viral. Let's, let's read the text first and then walk through some uh, really four steps to going viral uh, in the movement of God. Here's Acts chapter 4, the first 22 verses. Uh, the priests, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> told you I sang too much. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. Oh boy, they were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John. Now you got to remember, this is the Pharisees, this is the Sadducees, this is the old guard. They're not happy. So in Acts chapter 1, if you remember the very first week, there was a promise. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my faithful witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So the promise comes that the Holy Spirit will, will make this thing happen. Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit arrives, establishes not the church per se, but they establish the way of God in Jesus Christ. And it's a, it's a movement, it's, there's inertia, and we get these four marks of the church. They devoted themselves as they gathered to teaching and, and preaching and fellowship and breaking of bread and prayer. And then in Acts chapter 3, the movement continues. They, Peter and John go out and they preach and they teach. And thousands of people uh, respond to this message. So uh, what happens in Acts chapter 4 is inevitable. There's going to be conflict, right? There's just going to be trouble just like in the life and ministry of Jesus. So here's the trouble. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put him in jail until the next day. But many who heard the great line, many who heard the message believed. So the number of men and women who believed grew to about 5,000 men, women. I'm going to say it might be double that. The next day, the rulers, the elders, and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, and so were Caiaphas. Now, Annas and Caiaphas are going to come next chapter. Uh, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name did you do this? And then Peter, filled with the flow of the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all of the people of Israel. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, because these are the rascals that uh, held, held the uh, sentencing and trial for Jesus and condemned him to death, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. 
that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has now become the cornerstone. And here's the money line. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to humankind by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin, and then they conferred together. What are we going to do with these men, they asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they've performed a notable sign, and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading or going viral any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. And then they called them in again and they commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. (laughs) But Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes? To listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. After further threats, they let them go. They couldn't decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. A reading of God's holy word. Thanks be to God. Let's, let's start off in prayer together, and, and then we'll dig in. We'll roll up our sleeves and dig in. For many of us, especially boomers, busters, Xers and millennials, and even those who have gone before, we've all either been a part of a movement or desired to be part of a movement. Perhaps it was standing in the face of global evil through the Great War and in the face of Nazi Germany, or a response to Vietnam. Every single one of us has a tiny, if not larger voice in our head that said, I want to be a part of a movement that changes the world. I'd like to be a part of something that goes viral, and that's what today is about. Eyes to see, ears to hear, and courage like Peter and John. To listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit of God and to no one else. God help us all. Here we stand. We are yours. Amen. Okay, i got to set the stage just a little bit. Bear with me. These reformers, Peter and John and others, were in hot water with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They were in hot water with the old guard. 
And the old guard was built around the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Pharisees really had misplaced religious affections. The Sadducees had misplaced political affections. So let's start with the Pharisees for a moment. See, the Pharisees forgot that the law pointed to grace, and the Pharisees made the law the thing. And when the law becomes the thing, it becomes chains that fetter people and hold people to the weight of darkness rather than unfettering them through freedom and light. And we do it, we do it today. We do it in more sophisticated ways. We use phrases like, the Bible says dot, dot, dot. And we make oftentimes that more important than what Jesus actually did in his demonstration of the gospel in the ways in which they connected with a highly geopolitical culture of its day. Because Jesus actually was a man of unfettered grace that built bridges. We also say things like this. We say, the rule of law is really important. Well, is it? I mean, the rule of law is important, but what's ultimately important is God's definition of justice. We also do things like this. We use our money and our finances, and we use it as a tool to manipulate and leverage others to get what we want, which in terms becomes more important than recognizing that our resources actually belong to God, and our task is to steward those on behalf of the common good for all people. So lest we throw stones at Pharisees too quickly, there's a little bit of Pharisee in me. And dare I say, all of us. Okay, now let's switch to the Sadducees, because the Sadducees, as if the Pharisees weren't bad enough, the Sadducees were interesting folks because they were more of a political movement within the Jewish community. And it was during the intertestamental period between the close of the Old Testament and the New Testament when there were religious zealots that were trying to overthrow the Roman guard. The Sadducees stepped in on behalf of the Jewish culture and religious way of life to calm the zealots. They created a priestly nobility which established favor in the eyes of Rome. They were educated and they were the wealthy elite. And they collaborated with Rome to keep their power and their prestige, their portfolios and their money. In other words, even though they were a minority, they controlled Jewish religious and political life. They were, in today's words, control freaks. They did not want anyone rocking their boat. In fact, this was the same mob, as I mentioned earlier, that tried and condemned Christ. And we do the same thing today dare I say, we make religion and politics the same thing that the Sanhedrin and the Sadducees did. And part of my really tender work as a pastor is to disentangle us from all these enmeshments. Now the fascinating thing about this story is 
And yet, in spite of all of this, in spite of all these rascals throwing their power around, this movement went viral. You know what going viral means? It goes like a virus. Yeah. I mean, it's a social media term. You might hear things like, this post went viral. I don't even know what the threshold for going viral is. Does anybody know what the threshold for going viral is? You've got to have a certain amount of likes and looks for something to go viral. That's why I entitled this, because going viral in our cultural context today is usually a pretty big thing. Now, whether it actually changes anything or not, that's another story. But this movement went viral. It just took off. It went crazy. You couldn't stop it. These folks, Pharisees, Sanhedrin, Rome, couldn't stop it. You couldn't get in the way of the movement. That's one of the great reasons I love the book of Acts. As you continue to read through the book of Acts, find this little phrase. It happens all the time. And it goes something like this. Uh, the movement of God spread. Spread like a virus. It went viral. Against all odds. It just kept going and going and going and multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. It was rolling down the hill. And the Sorry for this image because it's a little bit more Midwestern. The snowball was getting larger and larger and larger. I remember a number of years ago, there was a book that came out that I thought I loved the title. It was called Guerrilla Marketing, and this was in the age of the dot-com boom. Remember that? It was the age of the dot-com boom, and the title of the book was Guerrilla Marketing, and there was a dot-com dot com company that was going to launch itself. So what they did is they went into somewhere, I think in Northern California, found an old town with not many people, and they went in and they bought the town and they renamed the town the name of their dot-com company. Guerrilla marketing. I'm not sure if they went viral or not, but it was still a cool idea. The goal for them was to go viral. And that's what's happening in the book of Acts. This movement by these reformers, in the face of the trouble that they're having with the old guard, still goes viral. Because in the words of Acts, in a few chapters later, Gamaliel, one of the primary Pharisees, who actually, I believe, became a believer, said, don't do anything to these men, because if this movement is from God, you will not stop it. No one could stop the movement. Why? Two words. Okay, three. Sorry, I'm not good with math. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God blew the doors off the joint. Blew the doors off the rascals. Blew the doors off the politics. And more importantly, blew the doors off the people. And it spread like a virus. And you couldn't stop it. And you know what? That's why we're all here today. Thank you for saying amen. Because it's totally true. So I think there's four steps in the text to go viral. Step number one, you ready? 
And actually, let me give them to you first. First, you got to form the movement. You got to perform the movement. Sorry. You got to form the movement. Then you storm the movement. Then you perform the movement. Then you make the movement normal. Form, storm, perform, and norm. Okay? They all rhyme. That's kind of fun, isn't it? Forming. Forming a movement that goes viral. First step. Got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what the book of Acts is all about. Got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because here's the thing with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't self-promote. That's why it begins with this level of godlike humility. The Holy Spirit doesn't wave the Holy Spirit's Twitter feed in front of the world for everybody to see. The Holy Spirit waves the, the Twitter feed, the Instagram feed, now the TikTok feed, before that the Facebook status, and before that MySpace of one person and one person only. Jesus the Christ. The Holy Spirit doesn't self-promote. The Holy Spirit points everyone to Jesus Christ. You want to know how you can tell if you're filled with the Holy Spirit? This is a zinger. This one's going to... You may go, ouch. I know I did when I thought about it. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you will not promote yourself or your idea or your thing, you'll promote Jesus the Christ. That's how you know if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that bizarrely crazy? Because social media is all about being an influencer yourself. Now, not all of us in this room are are into social media, but we act like it more often than not. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit is so behind the scenes, so humble, so out of control, so doing whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do, the Holy Spirit doesn't self-promote. It promotes Jesus Christ. Is this thing mic'd? See, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're all about Jesus Christ. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, it's only all about Jesus Christ. Margot Graves sent me an article a while ago that has kind of transformed me and led to this next statement. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, our own agendas take secondary note, like the Spirit, so that we point to Jesus Christ. Why? Because we have successfully unselfed and put on the virtues of Jesus the Christ. So that we're people of love, not revenge, joy, not bitterness, peace, not struggle, patience, not irritation, Kindness, not sarcasm. Gentleness, not aggressive. Faithful, not anxious. 
self-controlled, not frustrated in resentments. So I say today, if you want to go viral, church, movement of the Holy Spirit of God, we've got to be formed by the Holy Spirit of God and no one or anything else, especially not myself. So I say, in the words, in the paraphrased and changed words of Elsa from the movie Frozen, let it flow. Let yourself go, but let the Holy Spirit flow. Oh. Hey, wait, who just said that? Because who laughed? It was a guy, I think. Let yourself go so the Holy Spirit can flow. All right. That's step one to going viral. Got to be formed by the Holy Spirit of God. Step two, ready for it? Storm it. It storms. There's not a whole lot of time uh, between the coming, the promise, the arrival, the establishment of a group of people who are formed around the movement. We've made the movement an institution and built buildings, but it was never meant to be that. It was always meant to be people on the move in the streets. Right? In going viral, step number two is storm the movement. How do we do it? comes right out of the text. And I highlighted the words. Be filled with kindness and Christ content. Okay? When Peter and John hit the streets, they showed kindness and Christ content. Salvation comes under no other name, under heaven by which humankind shall be saved. Kindness and Christ content. That's what stormed. Now the interesting thing about kindness, sorry for the teaching, not sorry, sorry not sorry about teaching. Now kindness is interesting because in my first book, Arete Again, one of the things I discovered in researching for that book, before you actually get to virtues, the philosophers, the ancient philosophers believed there was one primary virtue that was the doorway for all the other virtues. You know what that virtue was? that was the doorway for all virtues? I just said the word. Kindness. Kindness. Kindness is the doorway that allows us to put our feet in the water and test the temperature of all the other great biblical virtues. In other words, we can't experience any biblical virtue unless and until We are people who are kind. And kindness brings with it a whole host of beautiful, compassionate words. Sometimes the philosophers got it right.
Sunday night last week, Don and I were watching the Golden Globes. Anybody watch it? Golden Globes. Okay. Brad Pitt got up there to receive an award for something. And uh, it doesn't really matter what the, the award was. But I don't know if you caught, he made a, he, as he was walking away from the microphone, Brad Pitt said this. Brad Pitt, one of our predominant theologians of the day. <laughs> if you have a chance to show kindness to someone tomorrow, take it. We could all use some right now. Hot dog, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Preach it, brother. That's what I'm talking about. Right? And that's, that's literally how this movement stormed through the hills and the countryside. Kindness. In the content that Jesus is the Christ and salvation comes under no name in heaven by which men and women will be saved. Oh, it's just that simple. Lord, forgive us the ways that we make it so complex. All right, number three, you ready? You okay with me? We got to perform it. You know, you just, you perform it. You just perform it. You just keep performing it. You perform it. And it doesn't matter what the old guard rascals start saying about you. They may arrest you. They're going to put some of them to death. You, you perform it. In fact, the more you're performing it and the more obstacles that are thrown your way, even to the point of jail and or death, it just fuels it going viral. Which, again, is why we're all here. Because when the going got tough for these folks, they didn't run and hide or move away or go somewhere else. They stayed and they continued performing in love and they acted out the Beatitudes and the fruit of the Spirit as the Holy Spirit formed it in them, always pointing to Christ. So much so that the rascals recognized the courage that they had. You know the word courage comes from our word coronary. The early disciples and apostles now had courage. They had a heart. The kind of heart that Tin Man was searching for in the Wizard of Oz. You see, while the old guard was actually having a coronary and losing their heart, the Spirit of God filled the reformers, giving them a new heart so that they were enheartened, enheartened to the movement. I just love the nuancing in this story because it's thick. Because after all, one advantage of being thrown on your back is that it's a lot easier to see heaven. Malcolm Gladwell in his book Tipping Point said, you need at least 20% of the community rolling down the same hill for a movement to begin to go viral. You know, as I was, as I was thinking about this last night, I, I was like, okay, at this point, 
do I ask people here to raise their hand if we're rolling down the hill with the same vision for this church? Because all we really need is 20%. (laughs) I don't know if I have enough courage to have those raise their hand. And it's not just 20% in this room. The 20% in this room has to go into the neighborhoods so that 20% of the neighborhood recognizes that there's this amazing movement in town for it to actually make an impact. Until then, it's just a pipe dream and a hope. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. Although I'm super tempted. All right, last one. Ready? So you, it's, it's formed in the power of the Holy Spirit. It is stormed. It's performed until it becomes our norm. Until it becomes the norm. Frederick the Great once called his generals together. One of them, I'm going to butcher his name, but that's all right. Hans von Zeiten. He had duties to perform at his church the night that Frederick the Great called all of his generals together for a feast and a banquet. Van Zeiten, von Zeiten, had church that night with communion to institute, so he declined to attend. Later, there was another invitation for all the generals to come to Frederick the Great's for a banquet. Von Zeiten showed up, and that night, while they were all there, he became the, the object of everyone's scorn and ridicule and backstabbing and passive-aggressive comments. They laughed at him, and they joked about his faith and his religious duties, especially around the communion table. And Von Zeiten... Von Zeiten stood up and he said, he said to Frederick the Great, I, I just love, I don't know if I could have done this, but I, I love this kind of thing. My Lord, there's a greater king than you. A king to I have sworn allegiance even unto death. I am a Christian man, and I cannot sit quietly as God's name is dishonored his character belittled, and his cause ridiculed. With your permission, sir, I shall withdraw. Total and complete silence now. All the other generals who participated in the bullying act, and they were quiet because they know this guy could be ending, his life would be ending very shortly. But Frederick the Great was so struck by the courage of Van Zyten, he begged him to stay, and he promised, he promised he would never again demean anything sacred. 
he performed with courage until there became a new norm. What I find fascinating about the book of Acts is, yeah, this is the early days of the Holy Spirit of God and the people of the way pointing everyone to Jesus Christ. There was yet no name for this movement other than the way. The term Christian had not yet yet emerged, nor had the word church come into vogue. That came quite a bit later. What I love about Acts as an idealist and a purist is the notion that this day one life of the reign of God in Jesus Christ empowered by the Holy Spirit perhaps ought to be, in my humble estimation, even naively so, the norm 2,000 years later. In 2017, Jeff Bezos, you know Jeff Bezos, right? Jeff Bezos, Amazon, that guy, he wrote a letter to his shareholders and he asked his shareholders uh, to help him create a culture in Amazon that was always a day one culture. Okay? The culture of Amazon always needs to be a day one culture. It always needs to be nimble. It always needs to be flexible. It always needs to be responding to the needs of the customers. It always needs to be expanding and growing and moving forward. That's day one. Be very wary of day two culture. Day two culture is dangerous. Day two culture is stasis, he said. And it's very difficult to reemerge from day two. Because stasis of day two is about maintaining power and money and wealth and law and you know the rest. It's dangerous to Bezos because it leads to irrelevance, decline, and death. What I love about the book of Acts, what I love about this this series called Sent, is that it is a call to return to a day one movement of God in the Holy Spirit. It is a call not to settle ever for day two life together. There's too much at stake There's too much hurt and pain and anger and evil in the world. And that gets all the headlines. But, my friends, the power of the realm of God is simply this. There's always another subplot. There's always another storyline. And that storyline is built on being filled with the Holy Spirit, tipping our toes and immersing ourselves in a virtue like kindness so that we can open the door and live from love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control and the Beatitudes. Forgive us, Lord God, when we domesticate day one by living in day two.
Long live the courage of Peter and John and Hans von Zieten and Mother Teresa, Teresa and Joe in Little Women. Saw the movie, I had to, a plug for Joe and the movie Little Women. And Jeff Bezos and the founders of PPC and George Key. And some of you in this room And my prayer is that by the time we're done with this thing together, it'll be everybody in this room. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's pray. Not sure why I'm fired up. I'm just going to hope it's this thing called being filled with the Holy Spirit. And if it's ego, forgive me, God. We got enough ego in this world. We got enough ego in this room. May we lay it down. <laughs> May we let it go. Let it go. So you can flow. Amen. Please stand with us, folks, as we sing our sending song. Yes.